4: As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Breaking news. Coronavirus. COVID-19 started at the lab in Wuhan. Yeah. Get
2: out of here. Get Probably out of here. Probably did, yeah. Are you saying the Chinese lied about it? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, to me, it's just further confirmation. Most people around the world have been talking about this for not just weeks or months, but now years. I think people representing pangolins need to be uh, compensated for this. (laughs) Are you a pangolin
5: who's been negatively affected by the COVID-19 pandemic? Call now. The law offices of Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins are open, and we will get you everything you a besmirched (laughs) pangolin deserve you know and here's the thing
2: we don't make money until you do that's true (laughs) absolutely
5: yeah i like it yeah so uh, as you probably know the energy department has joined the list of agencies around the world who think that the coronavirus was the result of a lab leak in wuhan china not someone eating a steaming bowl of bat soup or a tainted pangolin or anything like that but so,
4: Stephen Colbert, on Funny Guys, said, stay in your lane, yeah. Department
5: of Energy. It is funny. Like, I know a lot of people were surprised by the fact that the Department of Energy may be interested in such things. But it's a Google search away. What does the Energy Department do? And they do actually oversee national labs. They do. I mean, the number one thing for them is maintaining and keeping an eye on America's nuclear weapons. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so it's not they're not the utility company. But I think a lot of people are, are apparently who write for people like Stephen Colbert and others uh, just don't feel like hitting the old Google machine to find out what exactly the Department of Energy does and why, would, why they would have an interest in finding out where the coronavirus started. Right. Anyway, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, he was on Fox News and he said, well, yeah, welcome to the party. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
4: This is interesting. Okay. The
6: FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, The FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, Virologists, microbiologists, etc who focus specifically on the dangers of biological threats I will just make the observation that the Chinese government seems to me has been doing its best to try to thwart what? No. and obfuscate uh, the work here the work that we're doing the work that our US government and, and close foreign partners are doing um, and that's unfortunate for everybody <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, someone had made the point yesterday that I thought was a good one because we talk a lot about how pundits and all that just immediately downplayed the idea that this could have escaped from a lab, which is extremely disappointing because um, mm-hmm. they were carrying the water for the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. But the, mo- the more disturbing thing was that now under two different presidents, the federal bureaucracy itself has
4: been running cover. For China and all you can ask is why hmm and then you're left to fill in the blanks could be a number of different reasons it could be several things all at once but it's troubling man and it's really sad and this like so many other things have split the country we've talked about it so many times different family members fighting about this stuff sometimes it was the origin then there's the fight about masks there's the fight about vaccines and time and time and time again, our government officials have lied to us, and some people are still fooled by that, and others look at everything with skepticism.
2: Well, as being, you should, we're being asked to trust another vaccine rollout without any questions. Come on. Well, I know, I know what you're saying, but you've seen the ads, you know. Yeah. I know. I mean, it, it's and I get we got, we both got them the other day. From our state health department, you know, telling us, "Hey, you're overdue." Yeah, for your new vaccine. Yeah, and then you text back.
4: Yeah, shove off. That's a nice way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, what are you talking about at this point in time? Or you know, it's a good idea to get your kids vaccinated now. Really? I Give just, me a break. I just texted back your mom. <laughs> But the whole thing with China is a bigger conversation because of the national threat. Well, of course. And we just keep ignoring it and kicking the can on down the road. And China has infiltrated the United States in so many different ways. And it's like people don't want to have that conversation because you do. The people that are trying to protect something, well, that's xenophobic. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do
2: with the Chinese Communist Party and what their goals are long term. We were talking about this a while back with all the farmland that's being bought up by China right now. Oh, yeah. Everywhere in America. And it reminds me a little bit of the Walt Disney story when he was building Disney World. He bought an acre at a time under another name. So they wouldn't know it was him until he owned everything. (laughs) Then he flipped the switch, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's how you take something over. Exactly. It's at the incremental drip, drip, drip. I buy a little here, buy a little there, and before you know it, I own it all.
4: Well, you think about how much of the Chinese Communist Party's money is in, say, universities. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, well, it was just in Virginia. They did the deal with Ford, and they're going to do the big plant. And the governor, Glenn Youngkin's like, no, we're not doing that here. This is a way for China to infiltrate us. We're not doing it. He's one of the few that would actually stand up to that. Well, more on that a little bit later. Another big story, and this had all the coverage on the morning news shows and a lot of the stuff last night was about canceling student loan debt, David.
5: Well, the Supreme Court is uh, considering Joe Biden's student loan bailout, which is more of just a university bailout than anything else. Uh, During a protest yesterday, one of the big teachers union bosses just flat out lied about what was at stake here. Uh, This is Randy Weingarten, the woman who, if you had to put a face on school closures... Throughout the pandemic,
4: she's it. Oh, yeah. No doubt. What is she doing out there?
7: This is what
1: really pisses me off. During the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it.
4: A lot of that help didn't come fast enough. But anyway.
1: Big businesses were hurting. And we helped them. And it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students... They challenge it! The corporations challenge
2: it! Easy, big fella. Wait a second. How (laughs) under control she is and compelling. What a dumb argument. Well, plus the fact the government shut everything down. Well, and... and, and The government put a gun to people's head and said, you need to take out this No, they didn't.
5: No. And and the big difference here, too, and she's being dishonest, and I, I think she's smart enough to know that she's being dishonest, but she also knows that her audience isn't smart enough to know that she's yep. being dishonest. The The difference here is that Congress actually passed laws to give that money out. The question in front of the court right now is whether or not the president can do it on his own. If Congress had passed a law that bailed out student loan debt borrowers, they'd probably be on really good legal footing. There might be challenges to it, but that might actually be something that's possible. The question is whether or not the president can do it with the stroke of a pen.
7: no.
4: And this What is this? Some sort of theater she's got going, no, freaking no. out?
1: They challenge it! <laughs> the corporations challenge it! The student loan ledgers challenge it! That is not right! That is not fair!
2: <laughs> student loan ledgers. Doesn't that remind <laughs> you know, of, like...
4: After Mr. what you've helped do to school children across the country, go
2: sit in the corner and shut up. She's a despair pickable person. You right of Mr. Potter giving all the student loans. Here's your ledger. <laughs> Sign this. <laughs> it's an absolute joke. And there
4: is one thing that I should bring up that had Robbins happy from the jump today actually. Oh, yeah. You this
2: think is... it's a brighter day today. I woke up this morning and heard the news and I was thrilled
5: because Chicago's going to have a new mayor one way or another. Yes. Yeah, Lori Lightfoot, the dumbest mayor in America was defeated last night in the mayoral election, so we're going to... Uh, I think we should go over some greatest hits today.
2: Oh, so there, yeah. There's going to okay. be a
5: runoff a little bit later with two other candidates, but she's out now. She is not going to be the mayor once a new mayor is sworn in. Uh, okay, if
4: I can ask a question before yeah. the greatest hits, has the take happened yet from her or the campaign that this was racism at play? Oh, yeah, yeah. by her. Yeah, she okay. was asked by a reporter
5: yeah. after her concession speech last night uh like did this have anything to do with your race or gender and she said well yeah i'm a black woman in america and look I, she didn't play the lesbian card apparently not not yet. Um, usually she plays them together yeah I, okay it, it is odd though because uh neither one of the people who are advancing to the runoff are white or male
2: what's a white guy isn't he Ballas? Is yeah, he white? Wallace. I thought he was Hispanic.
5: Okay, well, okay. Now, he may so be Hispanic. I he got know. one white guy and a black guy. Yes. And it's really funny that where she lost the most ground is the part of Chicago uh, that is, according to Democratic operatives, the most liberal, progressive <laughs> district in Chicago. <laughs> and they'd had enough of it. Probably you want to know why? Because,
2: well, exactly, they've run out of targets. Well, They're heading in that direction.
5: Well, and yeah, I mean... Exactly. Yeah, crime yeah. is starting to affect people in wealthier neighborhoods. That's so suddenly, those right. progressive ideals, the latte mm. liberals,
2: are suddenly like. But now it's in
5: my front yard. Right. Oh my we we got to get
2: rid of this. Well, they voted for it four years ago, and then all of a sudden, I guess Mega swept Chicago because That's now true. she's done. Yeah. yeah.
4: Wow. Well, yeah, it started with Jesse Smollett, and then it just goes all the That's way up true. to. Oh, yeah. Lori Lightfoot. Okay, so a greatest hits. What do we have first, David?
5: Oh, here's her effort to get more people to fill out the census. (laughs) I love
7: this.
4: The census cowboy? Yes. When I was a
1: kid, I loved the Batman TV show. And when the city of Gotham had a real difficult challenge, one of the things that the mayor there did is he called out and he sent out the distress signal to Batman. So... We are doing something similar for the census. And I'm happy to report I'm calling out the census cowboy. The census cowboy coming to your neighborhood, that's not a good thing. That means you got to step up and do your part.
5: What does a cowboy have to do with Batman? I know, I'll i never know. It's like, you know, growing up as a kid, I always wanted to be a professional baseball player. That's why I'm an accountant.
4: Okay. <laughs> I'll never forget the day that came out and you had the very similar take. What, what does that have to do with, <laughs> with being a cowboy? Well, then it's the Batman. census cowboy, uh, during a
5: protest, took his horse on the Dan Ryan Expressway and almost killed the damn thing. Well, they and did it. put
2: it down, didn't they? No, they didn't. I, I oh. don't think
4: they actually did wind. Broken hubs
2: and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, driving <laughs> going. <laughs> wow.
4: Yeah. Sometimes, man, David makes my day. I think we have audio. Merritt Garland. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> men should be in women's prisons. What? Straight ahead. Right here. Joe, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, federal prisons should let men go to women's prisons. No, they shouldn't. Yeah. Who is saying that? Uh,
5: the Attorney General Merrick Garland. He's uh, uh. testifying in front of the Senate today, and he was asked about the issue of male inmates wanting to go to women's prison because now on the federal level. There are something like 1,200 men who want to be transferred. They say they identify as women, so they want to go be housed with the women.
4: If you are in prison right now, wouldn't you identify as a
5: woman? Absolutely, I would. Well, the obvious answer is no, they shouldn't be housed with women. No! If they have special concerns about their well-being, we can address it. But uh, no, you can't just put on lipstick and say, yeah, I'm going to be housed with the women. It shouldn't work that way. In a sane world, it wouldn't work that way. Merrick Garland, though, not so sure. The Attorney General was asked about it by Senator Lindsey Graham.
3: Okay. Are you concerned that if a biological male is sent to a female prison, that could be a risk to female prisoners? I think every uh, uh, person in prison has to be dealt with, uh, with dignity and respect. Uh, that determinations of the safety questions you're talking about have to be made on an individualized basis uh, and not categorically.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. Well, what, how do you make that decision on an individualized basis? Yeah. How is that done?
4: No, he's just trying to avoid the question. He doesn't want to tackle that head on.
2: Well, I'd like, to, I'd like for, further clarification on that, though. If someone says they're a woman, then they, what is the verification system to prove they actually are? That well, Merrick Garland is seeking out. With this administration, it's
4: by feel. They're feel players, Scott. <laughs> they don't want to get too much into the technical aspect. They, they just go by feel, and they're feeling like women. So yeah. they, in their world of fantasy land, they are women. It's absolutely crazy. You know, right. I can't help but, you know, want former Navy SEAL Jocko Willink to do the questioning with some of these people, with Garland. Yeah. You know. Hold on, I didn't quite get that. You know, <laughs> are you? By the way, you? I'm not mocking Jocko right now. No, no, you never mock Jocko. I love Jocko, but gosh, I'm so tired of this guy and Mayorkas, all these people in that administration. In your words, Scott, mealy yeah, mouth. Yeah, just little mealy mouthed micey men. And don't know what to say, and on, uh, uh, everything else.: is... well, I
3: haven't thought about uh, yeah. that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think uh, you know, the, the president has uh...
4: Yo shaky, answer the question.: <laughs> Very clear and concise.: <laughs> Golly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one thing. you give the guy a pass a little bit if you think, "You know what? Good guy, tough question, whatever. Not a good guy. No. Lies constantly. He like was a lot almost of these on people. the Supreme Court. Oh, we're reminded. Jeez. from those on the left and like, Mary Garland. they said it for years and, and not knowing that much about Mary Garland's like wow this guy is really held in high regard and then you see him for the first time with yeah. a tough
3: question we will, and uh, the, the department uh, will uh, uh, um, I don't know Imagine this kind of job. I just don't uh, know exactly what the conditions are and how this is uh, Uh, done.
2: Well,
4: nice meeting you. We'll we'll be in touch.
5: I'll tell you the fact that Mitch McConnell kept him off the Supreme Court is one of the reasons why it's hard for me to completely uh, go after Mitch McConnell in any capacity. Well, I've made it easy on myself
4: (laughs) because he's not good either. No, but he did keep that guy off the Supreme Court. No, that is true. Okay, I'll give him that one. Still, he needs to be replaced, too.
2: He only had one hit, but it was a grand slam. (laughs) Man, there's a lot of stuff that we need to get to today. Um,
4: Okay. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I know you're going to get to a Prince Harry story in a little bit, David. You mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Prince Harry's going to have this, I don't know, What is it, wine fest that people have to pay money to see? Yeah,
5: for $33, you can go and watch him unpack his trauma for an hour.
4: In case you missed the Netflix series and his Oprah interviews. Well, one thing I didn't know until this week, and I don't know if you saw the story. Courtney Cox from Friends fame Mm -hmm. got her star at the Hollywood Walk. Mm -hmm. Well, she shows up in Prince Harry's book. Apparently, Prince Harry was at a party over at Courtney Cox's house. And did some magic shrooms. And went to the bathroom, and he said the wastebasket and toilet became monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been some good shrooms he was taking there at Courtney Cox's place. He said, But not in a bad way, because he left the bathroom giggling. Only Prince Harry would admit to giggling yeah. after being on the shrooms. But anyway, Courtney Cox wanted everyone to know this week, hey, he didn't get the shrooms from me. So I'm not saying there weren't mushrooms there. I just wasn't passing them out. Okay?
2: Unbelievable. His wife looked like a monster, too. She it's, was. It still is. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get to the
4: other story, and then Capitol Police next. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jeremy Markley, Jen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. You know what? They say you practice gratitude. Okay, you're going to be way happier. I know there's a lot of things that are frustrating in the news, but I got some gratitude. You know what the good news is? What's that? We're finding out more truth all the time. And many more people around the United States are finding out truth. Mm.
2: That's a good thing. Well,. A lot of it's so much of it's after the fact, though, and that's what's sad about it. I guess better late than never, but... I'm trying to have a little grinding. I know, I know, I, know I understand. I, I'm just here to bring everybody down. Thanks. Well, yep.
5: I mean, the good news is that nothing's actually ever going to
4: happen, so... Maybe people will vote different. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. I mentioned that to a friend of mine last night. I'm like, Van Camp says nothing's going to happen. You think so? I said, I don't know. Van Camp does.
4: Well, we know that's a defense mechanism from David, and that's okay. I understand it. You don't want to get your hopes up and then get them crushed. (laughs) I don't know that. I'm just making stuff up right now, actually. But I saw this story. The FBI and the Capitol Police shrugged off credible threats before January 6th. Okay, I know what you're going to say, David. We already knew that. We've known that for years. (laughs) Yes, we have. I mean. We've known it for two years. We have. We knew it before it happened because we talked about it actually on the show, uh, but the Government Accountability Office, a nonpartisan agency that works for Congress, did release a 122-page assessment regarding security measures taken ahead of January 6th, um, and of the 10 federal agencies that identified potential threats of violence before January 6th, uh, the Accountability Office, so the FBI and Capitol Police detected credible threats, okay? Okay. Uh, but really didn't do a whole lot about it.
5: I like that. Detected. Yeah. Dude, it it was out there that there were people who wanted to mix it up. Now, you could make the argument is that it's hard to discern whether that was a real threat or whether or not uh, it was just people spouting off online. But, man, if you get several thousand people all gathered together, uh, and even if only 1% of them... Are ready to mix it up that's that's a recipe for disaster
4: yes Uh, the FBI in addition to the Department of Homeland Security uh, did not consistently follow agency policies or procedures for processing tips and potential threats because they did not have controls to ensure compliance with policies what the watchdog goes on to say they did not share threat products with its frontline officers so the ones that are af- out there don't even know about it. How is that, that they didn't know about it, but three jamokes on the radio knew they, about it? They knew about it. Come on. That's what I'm thinking, too. They wanted it to happen.
5: Oh, goodness And gracious. unfortunately, some goobers gave them everything they wanted.
7: Yep.
4: I'll never forget that day, man. Saying part of the time when you saw cops holding the door open. Because you saw some people breaking stuff, and you're like, holy crap, man, what's going on? And then other pictures that you're watching in real time, wait a second, that's a cop holding the door open. What's going on? And you have the thought, it's almost like they want people to come in there. Really? (laughs) By the way, Tucker Carlson has some of the January 6th tapes. I mean, there's 41,000 hours or something like that. Hasn't been on yet. And you heard something no. about that, David.
5: Yeah, no, well, they, apparently Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, didn't actually give them access to any hard drives. What, what happened was, or I should say, let me correct that, didn't hand them over the hard drives themselves or the raw footage. They have to go to the Capitol to watch the footage, and then later they'll have to request clips. So they don't actually have unfettered, really, access to the, to the tapes.
4: But, Tucker, last week said that they would have some this week, correct? I think so, this week, and
5: so maybe later this week, maybe dem- or maybe next week. I don't know.
4: Okay. I, I, Did you understand it that way, Scott, that they had to go there to watch it? No. I may have missed the details on that.
5: Yeah, I kind—I was under the impression that the tapes had actually been handed over yeah, me too. Uh, to his crew. But apparently they can only watch them in a, in a specific location, and they can't take footage out. Um, they have to formally request these things. And so I don't know how long that process is. ta I don't know. Is that a FOIA request that they have to make? I'm not sure. But, boy, it really does undercut the claims of,
2: you're giving Tucker Cossett, well, he's going to have detailed floor plans of a capital. Ah! Because <laughs> <laughs> well, Congress has got a really nice movie theater in there. Leather seats, yeah, right. <laughs> ashtrays, full bar. Yeah, they'll be viewing it in there.
4: Well, yeah. Well, and part of my brain's like, couldn't you just record part of it on your phone or something? Yeah, and then I like, well, they, well, I guess you know, they know exactly they, who did it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, but I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of that. Because, you know, we go back to it all the time. It's the QAnon shaman, you know, the guy with the big horns, having the conversation with the cops. You know, hey, could you guys get out of here soon? We're not going to disrespect the place. That whole thing.
7: Hey, man. <laughs> Glad to see you guys. You guys patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Remember that? Yes. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention?
4: I'm good. Thank you. All right. Yeah, that was a cop. You good? You all right? Any chance I could get you guys to leave the Senate wing? We will. I've been making sure I ain't disrespecting the place. (laughs) Okay, I just want to let you guys know this is like the
6: sacredest place. I know.
4: You were under siege (laughs) right there, sir. And you asked what? Any chance I could get you guys to leave the Senate wing? Yeah, he must have thought that was a threat to democracy. Any chance I could ask you to leave? Right. (laughs) Very
5: authoritative. I'm pretty sure SEAL Team 6 didn't bust into (laughs) Bin Laden's plates and say, hey, would you mind if I popped you a couple of times in the head?
4: Any way I could ask? Any way I could ask, yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, Something's off there, man. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that. You know what time it is. It's that time of the show. Oh, you're looking forward to this. You must have something good today. Wow, okay. All right. right. Well, you know what? This is the part of the show where we go around the table. may not be the biggest story that you saw there, but it caught your attention. And since you're excited, Scott, we'll start with you. What's your story?
2: Well, more good news this morning. We woke up this morning to the fact that Lori Lightfoot will no longer be the mayor in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Other good news today, Ron DeSantis' book went number one at Amazon. Number one bestseller in the country, The Courage to be Free. Went on sale Tuesday and rocketed to number one. Of course, the usual creatures are out on the tweet machine today. That just means every member of the RNC has bought a copy. Yeah! <laughs> how many books did the Pax associate with DeSantis and Paul Ryan and Jeb? How many did they purchase?
5: Probably. I'm basing
2: this almost entirely on Amazon sales coming in. Bulk sales go through retail accounts.
5: I mean... Probably a lot of political operatives did buy the book. That's how this works. I mean, yeah, I know. That's why John Kasich's memoir went to number one. I yeah. mean, <laughs> did it?
2: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> On just bulk orders, right? Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, he because everybody he, thought it was going to sell.
5: Yeah, he had people people go buy them and then they hand them out at events and things like That, that happens with every political book. The question, I guess, what you wind up seeing is the long term staying power. Are people continuing to buy the book? Or is it all just once it once the plane leaves the runway? You know.
2: Yeah, I think there That'll are a lot of people though that do want to, that did want to read it and did go out and buy it. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a very interesting cat, and I think people want to know a little bit more about him. Yeah.
4: Well, I think the rest of the country has heard so much about him outside of Florida. It's like, okay, what? But it's funny. What you get is this, more to this? This
2: reaction from these people. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's exactly what you'd expect, I guess. Yeah. What's your story
5: David? Uh my story today uh well I guess we're revisiting Prince Harry.
4: Yes, who that's right. Was
5: asked what his favorite smell was by Stephen Colbert. Hmm. What? Smell? Uh, yeah, what's your uh, Stephen Colbert was doing some little bit with him and said what's your favorite smell. And he said it was the smell of Meghan Markle that was his favorite smell. He did? Yeah, he did. Which is actually good news because remember that creepy piece of audio that we had. It was from his audio book uh, where he was talking about uh, he, he had a, a, oh, a, no. a, a... What was it? Um, was he cold? Frost-bitten... Yeah. Mr. Kanish? Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Uh, and then somebody gave him some lotion that oh. he talked about was what his mother used to put on her lips and he was thinking about the smell <laughs> of his mother and her lips when he applied this to the affected area, and it sounded like a, a Sigmund Freud nightmare. God, hmm. yes. Yeah. So I'm glad at least now it's his wife, not his mom, that
4: he's talking about. You know what? I think we still have the audio of that. I don't know that I want to hear it again. Yeah, unless you're asking for I it. No, I'm, I'm
5: not. It's creepy. It's really creepy. Yeah. It's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> it puts the lotion on
0: the...
4: Not that you care a whole lot about Prince Harry throughout your life, okay? I guess just watching the news cycle, as normal as one can be under the spotlight since birth, I guess. This dude's got issues far more than anyone knew. Yeah. What well, I want to know. And does from... it come down to one thing? Do you think th- it's yeah. this one woman that just did it? I think it? so.
0: She's yeah. got him
5: twisted up in knots, man. Could I'm be.
2: just curious now as to what ambition smells like.
4: that's her new fragrance ambition Ambition from Meghan Markle Markle. Um, I have an update on a story for my story today this was actually from Nimrods in the news the other day but this is really interesting to me and this has to get into laws if you remember this story we talked about an airport in Houston where this dude flew back home from a business trip, Sean Coffey to find his F 350 truck had been stolen. Okay. Employees had told them it was a misunderstanding. They said a couple claimed the truck was theirs and they'd need to have it rekeyed. Jeez. So a locksmith was called. After three hours, they draw off with the truck. Not having any IDs, keys, parking tickets, anything that could prove who they were or that it was their truck. Golly. Okay. Um now Sean got his truck back. Police say it turned up during an incident at a nearby hotel, and it was unclear whether they had found the thieves. Okay, so they're going over the missteps. Here's, here's the rest of the story. Sean was told to go back to the parking garage, and they'd provide him with the surveillance footage of the thieves and the locksmith. But when he got there, the manager told him that those are private videos, and he'd need to provide a court order to get them. What? Are you joking me? (laughs) So they're requiring court paperwork to get the footage of the thieves that were let to re-key and steal a vehicle without anything to show who they were or that they owned the vehicle. Yeah, for that footage, though, that's private. (laughs) I mean, they can take your truck, but to see that, Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. Dude, sometimes the laws just do not make any sense, stating the obvious that is pretty crazy okay some other stuff that we got to get to who is the lawmaker this might be a new hero for this show that actually said he would arrest director of homeland security alejandro mayorkas if he could and then we have uh, little things that annoy apparently everyone we'll see if scott robbins agrees straight ahead Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I admit it, I saw a headline, haven't heard the clip, but man, I like this already. Yeah. Because you think about the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Great guy. And everything that's gone on over the last couple of years, all the fentanyl that's come across the border, and it's
2: all on purpose, just letting people come through. It's hard for me to believe because the border's closed. That's what we've heard over and over that's again. That's very difficult for me to believe. The scoundrels that are bringing in fentanyl and sneaking in. Is, how is that happening? The border is, is secure. It fine.
4: has been secure. Yeah. We're doing everything that we can. This guy's a
2: weasel. To make yeah. sure that it's secure.
4: Yep. A total weasel. So who is this that's saying that he'd arrest him if he could? That is uh, Representative
5: Clay Higgins of Louisiana. Always good for for a good one-liner. Uh, So he's talking to the people representing Homeland Security and other agencies at a hearing in front of the House of Representatives. And uh, he was beside himself because of the lies that were being told and decided to uh, address Alejandro Mayorkas directly. Love it.
3: Uh, I don't know where they find these people (laughs) that don't get it. (laughs) Like breed these people in laboratory experiments or something. (laughs) Disconnected from reality. Yes. It was just a couple of years ago we had the border under control. You whine on about broken immigration system. If I could arrest you for violations of Louisiana revised statutes, I would.
4: Yes. I still say, man, dog collar if you can get it every time he lies. (laughs) That's what I would love to see.
2: Oh, (laughs) oh,
4: I'd love to hear that.
5: The border is... <laughs> just, just tell them. The, the dog collar is not on. <laughs> but it is clearly
0: on.
4: No, it's not on. Oh man.
0: Uh,
4: okay, I saw this little piece about little things that annoy everybody. I thought I'd just run it by because Scott, you're annoyed by a lot. Yeah. Okay, to see if this proves to be true. And feel free, David, if you feel the same way. Uh, when people speed up when you signal a lane change? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that annoys me. Yeah. Okay. People who BS an answer instead of admitting they just don't know something. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. Every day, politicians. Right. Yes. When the motion sensor on a paper towel dispenser doesn't work. Yeah, then I pop
2: it. <laughs> Like Fonzie with paper towels. For some reason, I think that's that will make it work.
4: I don't know why. Yeah, Uh, headphone cords getting snagged and yanking you and what it's caught on. Oh yeah, yeah. People who don't pick up after their dogs. Yeah. Yes,
2: I don't have a dog, but yeah, it does irritate me. Yes. Okay. People cutting in line or letting several of their friends cut in line. Yeah. Unless I'm one of the friends.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Getting texted, hey, can I ask you a question? Instead of
2: just... Oh, God. Because <laughs> you know it's doom on the other side. Oh, yeah. You know it's You gonna... know it is. You got a minute? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah,
4: note to self, never do that to Robbins. Yeah. And then I was just curious if it ever annoys you uh, when people talk in baby voices.
2: Oh, yeah. Very much so. Throat punch. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you... Why did you punch my throat, (laughs) Robbins?
4: (laughs) What the matter, Scotty? You you don't think it's (laughs) (laughs) cute? This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
0: You ready?
4: Okay, I'm paraphrasing here, but FBI Director Christopher Wray says, "Yeah, that lab leak happened. That's what started COVID-19 and came out of that lab in Wuhan. We've thought that for a couple years.
2: Well, is that unfair to say like that? It's
5: sketchy, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. It's very, uh, I guess, careful language that he uses, but uh, during this interview with. Brett Baer yesterday was saying, well, yeah, we've we've assessed that for the last couple of years or for some time now. And then he goes down the credentials of all the people who would have been looking into it, which is basically wink, wink, nod, nod. Yes, that that's exactly where it came from. It came out of out of a lab in Wuhan.
4: And that's what the Department of Energy had said. Mm-hmm. OK, so then on the Today Show on NBC, they put on former CIA director John Brennan. Mm hmm. Guy who's always been very upfront with the truth. Yeah. By the way, what do you got to do to get fired from that gig?
5: I don't. I mean, know. hasn't his credibility been blown? Well, not with the They're audience lying. because they lie to their audience. But I mean, this is a guy who pushed the Russian collusion lie for years, knowing it wasn't true. Yep. Uh, this is also a guy who was pushing the idea that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation.
4: All the hallmarks. All the hallmarks, man. All, all, all absolutely. And he knew better. He knew he was lying. But anyway, they put him on, talk about, hey, wh- what do you make of this? The FBI saying that COVID came from that lab in Wuhan.
3: I think what we have right now in the intelligence community is a, basically a hung jury, where the, the members of the jury have received uh, this intelligence, and they have different perspectives, expertise about what the origins of it were.
4: Hold on a second. Hung jury means there's a disagreement.
2: Where well, We the- can't come to a consensus. Yes.
4: Where does the disagreement come from? Well, there I In the last 48 hours. Well, you you could say there are other
5: tentacles of the intelligence community who are either undecided or express with low confidence that it came out of nature. So, I don't I don't know if a hung jury is probably a bad turn of phrase there and that's misleading people um at best. Yeah, but but it's not If you're being charitable, at least it's not an outright lie there, but that this guy doesn't usually deal in outright lies. It's just it's innuendo. It's pushing people into a direction where they believe an outright lie.
4: It's getting you to believe something that's not true while yeah. not lying. Right. right, <laughs> Pretty that's much exactly
2: yeah. what it is, yeah.
4: It's a
3: skill, right? Yeah. I think it's important for us to be able to understand as much as possible about how this pandemic originated. But I think also the most important <laughs> point is to try to strengthen the security and safety procedures.
4: You think that's the most important part? It's not actually finding out how it happened? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that help prevent it?
2: Because mean. we're still doing gain of function. They know how of it happened. They, they know. know. They're paid to get out there and shill like an idiot because and they know that there's a percentage of people that are going to believe that. I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can say now, particularly now. I mean, maybe early on you could have said, "Wow, it certainly is." I mean, that John Seward was right. Yes, of course. Yeah, it, I mean, when he was talking about, hey, well, of course it came out of a lab, you know, and and most right-thinking people. Exactly. That's what they thought. But the narrative from the progressive left was, well, we don't know. We don't know. That right. soup. Yeah.
4: A lot of Chinese money in those universities.
2: Well, exactly. Okay.
4: All right. So that's uh, John Brennan today. Meanwhile, the FBI's Christopher Ray was doing an interview, and he talked about a lot of different stuff. Oh, yeah, he did. Uh, one of the things that came
5: up was the Twitter files showing there was a pretty cozy relationship between the feds and big tech to the point where they are actually sharing personnel basically back and forth. I mean, the FBI is like, hey, we'll put in some people there who are going to be tasked with uh, rooting out misinformation. (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's exactly what they did. This was the feds actually actively getting involved in an extremely important uh, information well that is Twitter. Dude, they totally affected the outcome of an election. And Christopher Ray says, well, we
6: don't do that. Well, <laughs> okay. The FBI does not, is not in the business of functioning as the truth police. Understood. So we don't tell social media companies to censor anything. Well, or the remove Twitter file Suggest
3: something different. Is it appropriate in any way? You're saying it doesn't happen, but there's evidence that it had.
6: We don't tell social media companies... To ban accounts, but you suggest Well, What we do is tell social media companies about <laughs> information that we have about foreign disinformation campaigns That's by not foreign true, actors, and you know. by foreign intelligence services. That's not true. And and you you not know. And those companies then make decisions about what, if anything, they want to do about it.
4: Yeah, and you're sitting there as you know we're the FBI. <clears throat> this is disinformation coming your way. Be a shame if you put that disinformation out there. Yeah. Oh.
5: By the way, you know, your top lawyer, we're going to go ahead and install him at this platform and yeah. we're going to we're going to make sure that we're sending former FBI officials and former other intelligence officials to go work and make these types of decisions. So that's not directly the FBI telling people what to do. No. You know, Meanwhile, you have got
4: Danny Dorkerson <laughs> at Twitter. is um, so, so you you want me to to do what with that? You want me to delete that? Do you want me to shadow ban it? What do you want me to do, Mr. FBI man? Oh yeah. You know, Danny. I'm Danny Dorkerson. Ready for your service.
2: You like your wife and kids? I do. I mean, it'd be a shame if something happened to mine. a shame if something happened to yours. I don't think Danny Dorkerson has to worry about that. Do you think he's a one-man band? You okay. do, do you like your
5: robot love doll? Yeah. Do you like that blow-up <laughs> girlfriend of yours? It'd be a shame huh? if someone were to
4: put her next to a space heater. <laughs> okay. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> we, don't, we don't tell them to do that. We don't. Right. Okay. Man. Joe Biden. Uh, You mentioned this late in the show yesterday, David. Uh, And now in context, this is a story about a nurse. What is going on? Dude, I I don't know. Joe Biden
5: had story time again yesterday and was trying to talk about how great nurses are. And he's actually kind of told this story before, but I guess now we have
4: some more details Okay, uh, just roll it, and we'll react
7: to it.: And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school, nursing school.
4: The <laughs> Teacher needs to see me after school, just like the nurse.
7: <laughs> she'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. Mm. He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that, I was, that there was a connection a human connection. What? She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because she didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking.
2: Which is a sure sign he is. Yeah. So, so,
5: Scott, as a person on this show who has spent most time around nurses and medical professionals due to your yeah. heart attacks a few years ago, and my daughter, and your daughter. Uh, has anyone have you ever experienced somebody sensually whispering into your ear or <laughs> blowing into your nose? No, I would have stayed longer had that been
2: happening.) <laughs> <laughs> of course not. By the way, what was he doing in the hospital there were There were a couple of
5: different things, I think one after a car accident. okay. But, yeah, I mean, he he was in, and I can't remember what exact wh- what exact medical malady it was that he was in the hospital years, decades ago. Brought her own pillow in, too. Yeah, brought her own pillow, yeah. Hmm. It's just odd. Yeah. Well, he told the same story or a similar story in the summer of 2020 when he was running for president. Man, I don't even
4: remember that. Roll it.
7: And I had a nurse at, at uh, nurses at uh, Walter Reed Hospital who would. Bend down and whisper in my ear. Wow! And go home and get me pillows. They would make sure they'd actually—probably nothing ever taught in—you uh, can't do it in the COVID time, but they'd actually breathe in my nostrils to make me move to get get me moving. Breathe into my nostrils.
4: Hey man, I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't know no. if that's a common thing. I've never heard of.
2: No. It. Well, in my six-month stay, I don't recall that ever happening.
4: Well. Yeah, I was up there a lot. Yeah. I don't remember anybody, you know, like, ah,
2: right up into your nostrils. That would have been an attention grabber. <laughs> I would remember that. I would think so. I could have looked at my itemized bill to see if that was on. There. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing into nostrils, $73. Wow, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, and you don't know. The guy has made up so much stuff over time. Well, I yeah. saw this piece at Daily Wire. This was interesting. They had a psychiatrist analyze Some of Biden's, well, he's lied about a lot of things. And they're saying it's only getting worse, this odd habit. He's trying to relate to his audience, which they say is common with politicians. But he always goes these extreme lengths and makes up stuff. And I just love this paragraph that says, and it's true, if we listen to Biden, he's a devout Irish Catholic who's also Jewish and went to synagogue, who's also Greek who sometimes wished he were Polish, who was raised by Puerto Ricans and also the black community. He's also a former truck driver who was part of the Civil Rights Movement, was offered a Naval Academy football scholarship, was arrested in South Africa with Nelson Mandela, and whose dad was cool with gay men kissing in public in 1950 Scranton. Yeah, well, he is. He's President Forrest Gump. (laughs) You've said that before. You're right. And it does say Biden also adds all kidding aside, but often tags not a joke <laughs> under the end of his outlandish stories. And I'm reminded of it again right there. Yeah. Man, oh man. And that's the guy for the Democratic Party, at least so far
1: mm-hmm.
4: for 2024. I don't think there's any turning back now. Is there? Do you I don't You think, think something's so. going to come down where they're going to try to get him out of there? I mean, I that's Somebody a great could question. primary
2: him.
5: Well, Marion Williamson is primarying him. Oh, yeah. yeah we know That's, that. right. That's a fact. Yeah. The
4: mistress of peace. <laughs> Looking forward to that. That'll be fun. Uh, one politician. This might be the end of the road. This might be the end of a career. Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was soundly defeated last night. Not going to make the
2: runoff. Mm-hmm. Unheard of. It, like... In the history of Chicago, this hasn't happened in decades. It hasn't you happened know, in 40 years. Wow. That's the downside. The upside is she'll have a lot of time to tend to her hygiene now. That's true. Because it's very important to her, if you remember. Yeah, I that do remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Just,
5: I, I just kind of thought it'd be nice to revisit some of the greatest hits today in honor yes! of the soon-to-be former mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot. Uh, here's her response to a question about all the criticism she faced for being a terrible mayor.
7: Okay, roll it. How much of this do you think might have to do with the fact that you're a woman, and specifically a black woman? About
1: 99% of it.
7: (laughs) Expand on that. Of course it is. It's not how
4: she is, you know, running the city has nothing to do with crime. It's because of those things. Yeah.
1: Women and people of color are always held to a different standard. But I, I was elected and ran on disrupting the status quo. But I uh, absolutely understand that the critics, some of them who are out there, are criticizing me because they don't like to see a woman assume power and, and forge ahead on an agenda that is about disrupting the status quo. Well,
2: you did that. Yeah, I was just going to say, mission accomplished. Nice oh, yeah. job. That's one
4: thing you notice about the left, the Democrats. I mean, there's a lot of 40-year records going on. You got inflation, this mayor thing. There's a lot of stuff like that. There's no one I can remember that's been this bad at it. Can you think of one? This was a competition for a while, and then David just crowned Lori Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, dumbest mayor. I mean, when she talks about uh, disrupting
5: the status quo, well, for hundreds of families in Chicago, the status quo was having a family that was all alive. And... Well, her policies, her soft on crime policies have led to a lot of deaths.
4: Oh, yeah. And then you can get into the business aspect. How many businesses have left Chicago and major corporations? Yeah, it's a hellscape. (laughs) Man, you see this headline and you're like, okay, what? Greta Thunberg is protesting wind farms? Really? Interesting. Get into that and much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp and Roddick Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Greta Thunberg in the news, David. Yeah, Greta Thunberg, planet Earth warrior. Yes. How dare you?
5: Yes. She wants everyone to sacrifice everything in the name of uh, saving the planet from climate change, you know. Mm -hmm. Got to do away with fossil fuels. Got to do away with plastic. Got to do with all. Got to do away with everything because we are facing... A mass extinction on this planet, and we only have 10 years to turn it around. So we got to look for green energy, right? Well, a Mm -hmm. lot of times windmills are part of that. Well, now she's she's protesting a wind farm in Norway. And the way that this rolls is hysterical to me. (laughs) It's because it threatens an indigenous group's reindeer grazing grounds, the Sami people. Uh, They say their centuries-old tradition of reindeer herding is jeopardized by the wind farms in central Norway. Uh, A politician uh, who uh, is part of the tribe or part of the community said the constructions are stealing the reindeer's grazing land. They're also affected by infrastructure around the turbines, including roads. It disturbs them a lot. These constructions threaten our way of living and our way of engaging in our culture as reindeer herders. It's green colonization, Whoa, is what they call it. Uh, And then uh, Greta Thunberg, who was, again, uh, arrested in this staged photo op yesterday uh, during a protest... Uh, said indigenous rights, human rights, must go hand-in-hand with climate protection and climate action. That can't happen at the expense of some people. Yeah, it's got to affect everybody. (laughs) This is crazy. Well, then you got the whales up and down the Atlantic. Yeah, I I just want somebody to ask her, like, okay,
4: what is it that you want then? Because She doesn't know because she's been brainwashed. And there's still that part of me that's like, that poor kid. She's been brainwashed for years from people taking advantage of her, and then the dopey media just goes along with it, yeah. and a child will lead them.
1: How dare you? You have stolen Give my dreams, break. my childhood, with your
4: That's why adults have to make How big decisions you? that affect a lot of people. It's, right. it's not just these green weenie people yeah. that's in fantasy land. If we just put, in, you know, solar and wind, then it'll be fine. Yeah. No, you
2: don't know what's going to happen when you do that. you start starving the reindeer, Santa's going to get involved. Oh, buddy. It's going to hit the fan, man. That's all right. Actually,
5: Santa's sleigh hit one of those turbines. (laughs) (laughs) Went down, man. It was rough. I like
2: like the name Grazing Grounds, too. It sounds like the name of a buffet.
4: (laughs) 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 Grazing Grounds. Oh, man. But but I wonder if, did anyone ask, how are people going to get their energy, Greta?
5: Right. I mean, okay, so you'd rather have a billion people around the world starve to death in a couple of years than I have guess a, so,
4: yeah. Man, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story of the day—if you had to pick one, David. Uh, my favorite story of the day is that the
5: dumbest mayor in America will not be mayor much longer. Uh, the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, losing her reelection bid last night. Probably on the national level, though. Um, It is the FBI director saying, well, yeah, of course, the coronavirus came out of that lab in Wuhan. Welcome to
4: the party, pal. And people on the left and media still saying, well, but we really don't know. know? That's right. Where's Fauci when you need him? What's Fauci saying? I haven't heard anything. He's retired, isn't he? Yeah, I know. But there's got to be a Fauci watch somewhere. A poke up somewhere. Some point in time. Okay, and the Hunter Biden laptop investigation is still going on. Really? Straight ahead. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. Jamie Markley here. I'm the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so the Hunter Biden laptop. And a lot of times you'll say that some people, their eyes might glaze over. I'm tired of hearing about the Hunter Biden laptop. Again, to me, it's always about, it has not a lot to do with the laptop. It has to do with Joe Biden's business dealings with foreign entities and how his family got paid and he was part of it and he got paid too
5: yeah that that's the real point of the criticism and the suspicions surrounding this and and i know that a lot of liberals try to just demean this and and boil it all down to oh, conservatives are just obsessed with a guy who had a drug problem i don't care anything about hunter Biden. no and it's not just the johnson photos
4: that anybody's worried about Somebody said they just saw Hunter Biden in some forest over the weekend looking for cocaine bear. (laughs) Babylon B headline gotcha.
2: (laughs) Shooting tranquilizers.
5: (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, the FBI director, Christopher Wray, was on Fox News, and Brett Baer asked him why it's taking so long.
6: Great question. Well, the investigation is being led, as you may know, by a U.S. attorney appointed in the last administration out of Delaware. And the FBI is actively supporting and working with that U.S. attorney on that investigation. But
3: the whistleblowers are telling these lawmakers that there was an internal effort to shut down the investigation from the beginning. Have you found that?
6: I have not found anything like that.
2: Um, Really? Then you're a crappy director. I haven't found anything like that. Nothing. I would go so far as to say piss poor. Because there are people inside that know it happened, and you yeah. don't. Please. Yeah, these people have the ability to find out what you and I eat for dinner every night, <laughs> but they, th- this one just escapes them. From the director. Yeah.
4: I've had the laptop since 2019, man. Come on, give me a break. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, you know what? Before we get to Lori Lightfoot and not uh, not going to be the mayor of Chicago anymore. There was a tragic story out of San Antonio. From oh this dude, last weekend. Yeah. And unfortunately, these do happen, man. Yeah, this older
5: guy, I think he's what 80 years old, on the west side uh. of San Antonio, uh, a few dogs get out, pit bulls, uh, technically not pit bulls, but most people would look at these dogs and say, "Okay, that's I think Staffordshire terrier or something like that is what they're yep. they're called." Um and he got mauled to death. And I mean, there's video of firefighters trying to get to the scene and EMTs are trying to get to the scene and the dogs are have them basically on the hood of a truck oh, and they're like trying to bat the dogs away. And there had been problems with these animals in the past from that particular owner. That, that owner is now facing criminal charges. A couple of years ago, uh, at least one of the dogs got impounded by animal control because it was aggressive. And then the dog was returned, which I didn't realize you could do, like your dog gets out and attacks somebody and you get the dog back. That's crazy. And there had been numerous complaints in the intervening years about uh, the dogs not staying inside the yard, things like that. And now an 80-year-old guy's is dead uh, because of these animals.
4: And again, unfortunately, you'll see stories where kids get killed. It happens more than you think. Every once in a while, if you, if you Google Pitbull attack, I haven't done it in a while. But man, oh man, it's brutal. And this debate goes on and on. And I think, you know, doing a radio show, we've talked about it for years. And not a lot of people move until something tragic happens, seems as far as their argument goes. And, you know, I've always thought, man, I just would not want to ever take a chance around kids. And then getting to the story here, Candace Owens. Tackles this topic. Oh, holy smokes! And she knew she she was in for it. She had talked about when she started the whole bit that she knew she was going to get a lot of hate. Um, and it is true. She was talking about some of the arguments that go back and forth. And one you'll hear a lot is that the most aggressive dogs are Jack Russells and Chihuahuas. They attack the most. Mm-hmm.
2: And not she, Jack Russells, right? <laughs> yeah, they were like. What, I, don't know, I, thought, I didn't think it was Jack Russell, so I thought it was like Statford Terriers or something like that. I don't know.
5: No, just by stats, it's the smaller dogs like Chihuahuas, okay. which for the record... That are mo- the most aggressive. Yeah, for the but record.
4: But she, she makes the point. They oh, are okay. not
8: very nice dogs. They yap all the time, and they bite a lot, but nobody cares about Jack Russell Terriers or oh, Chihuahuas see. biting because right. at the end of the day, you can punt them. You can <laughs> punt them for a couple of points if you needed to, right? Not the same circumstance when it comes to pit bulls.
4: Okay, there are going to be people highly offended by that, I'm sure. I'm sorry. That's the sense of humor. I don't want to see a dog get kicked. But it, to her point, yeah, if you got one of those dogs attacking, you can yeah. kick it. Yeah, I see what I, she means now. I've, yeah.
5: I've kicked a chihuahua. <laughs> While walking my dog, and a little Chihuahua gets out, and it, they can be aggressive. And, and again, I mean, I know they don't do a lot of damage. They or they 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 potentially can though with little kids. That's why I don't let my little kids around the Chihuahua either. Mm-hmm. The little yippy dogs.
4: Yeah. I don't want my kids around them unattended. So she goes in and she does this because she's you know a mom. She's taking her kid out for a walk often, and she tells the story of you know, knowing where all the dogs are in her neighborhood.
8: What kind of dog lives on every piece of property? I'm like, mm. and they're all different. They're all different. <laughs> Golden doodle. They're kind of sweet and look a little dorky. I'm like, mm, if this guy gets loose. I'm probably okay. Right.
4: You see, which is probably true. <laughs> Having a labradoodle. Yeah. Yes. It's dorky. Yeah. Probably true. Yeah. You see
8: the little yapper ones. I'm like, if this guy gets, you lo- gets loose, I'm going to kick him right in the jaw and he's gonna go flying. Right. I think about what I am going to do if these dogs get loose. And there's just one pit bull on my walk and he barks like a psychopath. Wait, it's an invisible fence. I don't even like invisible fences, okay? I like the real ones. If you're gonna get a fence, get a real one that I can actually see. And he's just barking and barking and he's very barely... Well
4: of course if you're listening to this you're like, I get a the fence I want as long as the dog stays in there. Yeah. But anyway go ahead. He's very
8: aggressive when he barks. I know what he's thinking. He's thinking if this invisible fence was not here, I would kill you, Candace. And I'm thinking, OK, great, because just so you know, I'm going to try to kill you as well. My thought process is how quickly can I shoot your pit bull in the chest? Because if it's a pit bull and it comes towards me and my child, I don't care if that's your baby. It's going to get shot. That's just the truth. I'm just telling you where I stand on that.
4: That fair? I think that's fair. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, you don't have t- if you're you about don't have t- to be attacked by a dog. Yes, you don't. I think she makes the point. You don't have time to figure it out.
8: People like, oh, you don't know. It could be a gentle, not running toward my my children. We're not going to find out. And I hope that you respect that. If you're a pit bull owner, please make sure that your pit bull stays on his property. Because I'm not the kind of parent that is going to try to figure out whether or not you have bred your pit bull to be a really kind creature. I don't want it running near my children at all.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. It doesn't have to be a pit bull either if it's a any dog that's running at that's large that's running at me or my kids yeah you know what i'm going to take it out i'm not saying you
4: shouldn't i i don't think i would and maybe that's wrong i just don't know a, like if it's a sheep dog or something i'm talking doberman You're talking about a certain kind of dog.
2: That has a reputation.
4: Okay, but you said a larger dog, so it doesn't matter if it's bigger. Well, are
2: larger dogs. Yes, but I'm saying,
4: so is a full-grown poodle.
2: Well, I'm not going to shoot a poodle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just said a larger dog. I was clarifying.
5: Poodles can be pretty aggressive. (laughs) To me, it's about the demeanor of the dog. It's not even really just about the breed. No, you're right. You're right. How is the dog approaching me? Is the dog approaching me? Say, on the dead run. Yeah, on the dead run, teeth bared. Yeah. I mean, I told you the story about there was a pit bull in my neighborhood that got out. Uh, this was several months ago. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, my kids weren't around me. It was just me walking my dog. And my dog is a larger dog. Um, and the pit bull run, <laughs> runs up, and I'm like, okay, it's go time. I mean, I I did draw, the, I did draw my gun. I didn't shoot it because it turned out the dog was friendly. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not going to shoot a dog on sight until I know that there's a threat.
4: Okay, just for clarification, dead run, <laughs> approaching a stroller with that, your boy. That's,
5: that's one of those things where it's, I'm getting in the middle of it, and then if this thing looks like it's snapping at me, yeah, it's going to get put yeah. down.
4: Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, And uh, there were other things that she had to say. The one thing that she hates the argument when people say, it's like owning a gun. <laughs> no it's
5: not. It's really not. <laughs> she lays that out. Yeah. She I doesn't like that I, argument at all. I don't all. have to put my gun in the backyard. Right.
2: <laughs> right, or you can lock your gun up in a cabinet. You can't <laughs> right. The,
4: the gun doesn't act on its own. No.
2: Right. Yes. <laughs> right.
4: So yeah. Yeah, and she knew she was going to get it. Yeah, she was flooded with all the mail.
2: Somebody should really, really drive them crazy and call a gun. Have, come out with a gun from Smith & Wesson called the Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loses there
4: probably their mind. Is one, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Okay. Um, you know what? One other thing before we get to Lori Lightfoot. This was crazy, man. Out of New York, and they got problems there. There's no doubt about it. Problems already. But over the weekend... People had to learn that the New York Department of Transportation misspelled the name of Jackie Robinson Parkway. Oh, come on, man. The big sign emblazoned with a picture of Jackie Robinson. Passes by notice, Hey, that doesn't say Jackie Robinson. That says Jakey Robinson. It's J-A-K-I-E. <laughs> Who makes that
1: mistake?
4: Blue. It's Jackie. It doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? <laughs> no, it does not. Um, you know, some people were amused by it. Other people were deeply offended. Well, like yeah. New York City Council member Robert Holden said, that's a slap in the face. How hard is it to spell Jackie? Well,
2: doesn't this thing have to run through three or four people before it gets put up or I not? think so, man.
4: Jakey. Yes. Uh, yeah, Lori Lightfoot, she's out as mayor of Chicago, and David thought it would be yep. uh, a loving tribute to uh, replay some of her greatest hits today
5: i think so yeah remember after the 2020 presidential election when she was still locking people down but she went out to a street party to celebrate biden's win
2: oh yeah yeah i do remember that
5: this is her response to the criticism okay
4: all right so this isn't this is not the haircut This is the different one. Uh, Yeah, that that crowd was gathered. Oh, yeah, the crowd, yeah, because they were gathered anyway. But,
1: yes, there are times when we actually do need to have a relief and come together, and I felt like that was one of those times. That crowd was gathered whether I was there or not. But this has been a super hard year on everyone.
2: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's definitely because she's a, a lesbian woman of color. That's it. Yeah. That's the reason.
4: That's
5: why she lost. Yep. That's
2: right. Rules for everybody else but me. It it, it didn't matter if
4: I was there or not. People are going to gather. It's just part of it. Come on. Uh, Dictionary.com's got some new words. See these all the time. And actually, there was one I thought you might actually like. Usually, these would drive you crazy. Stupid. Yeah. Um, Nearly wed. Have you heard that term yet? Nearly wed? Yeah, not newly wed. Nearly wed. The person who lives with someone uh, for quite a long time, kind of like a life partnership, might be engaged, but there's no wedding date. That's a nearly wedding. there. You go. You like it, David, or that's, is it dorky? That's that's the parachute right there.
0: <laughs>
4: You're <laughs> that's right. It. That's no, a parachute. It is. Absolutely, it's the parachute. <laughs> um, there's also cakeage. What? That's cakeage cakeage. Yes, it's a fee charged by a restaurant for bringing your own cake. Some people do it for like birthday celebrations. It's like, "Hey, you mind if we bring our own birthday cake cuz we're we want to go out to dinner yeah. at your place but we want to have cake."
5: I always thought cakeage was just what happened when you didn't wipe enough. Oh,
4: dear goodness, God. man.
2: I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> now I am.
4: <laughs> you might want to change your diet. <laughs> <laughs> Fiberage. <laughs> Hellscape has also made it in the dictionary.com. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hellscape
2: is one of my favorites. Yeah.
4: yeah. Place or time that is hopeless,
2: unbearable, or irredeemable. That's why that's why Lori Lachlan lost. Lightfoot. Lightfoot, sorry. Yes.
4: <laughs> Hellscape. <laughs> Hellscape. <laughs>
7: News update straight ahead right here.
4: right the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins looking up at fox news right now yes the fbi believes COVID originated from wuhan lab oh no and lawmakers think china is a big threat to the united states wow
2: Well, yeah i didn't realize we had that many racists they're xenophobic
4: about that <laughs> oh, too. oh goodness gracious yeah. man wake up that many people on the take in D.C.? Yeah, apparently. Jeez. Who likes a story about some woke people getting caught up in their hypocrisy? I love oh, those I love
2: stories, them. yes.
4: Saw this from Front Page Mag. Somebody shared this piece with me. Uh, ben and Jerry's. You know, they're very much about human rights. Oh, yes, yeah. they are. They're very vocal about it.
2: Very vocal.
4: Remember, they boycotted Israel. Mm-hmm. They've stood side by side, arm in arm, with Black Lives Matter. Hoping for a better America, one that's not racist. Remember they had Capitalist Suck Strawberry? I don't remember that. Yeah. I bet it was well, probably bad. Yeah. Um, In this piece, man, there's things that I did not know. I'll just read little parts from the piece. The ugly truth behind the virtue signaling was that Ben and Jerry's depend on migrant labor to make its overpriced ice cream. We're talking about... Eight-year-olds working on cocoa plantations in Africa. Oh, jeez. Vanilla plantations in Madagascar. And palm oil on Indonesian plantations. And Ben and Jerry's also advocated for child labor to be brought to America. Did you know? Maybe I missed this story. In 2021, a franchise owner in Myrtle Beach was caught employing 12-year-olds. At a... At a Ben
2: and Jerry's. Oh my gosh! Wow.
4: Yes. I'm looking at the story, going, "Holy smokes!" And they, you know, of course, talk in the company's social mission at Ben and Jerry's about values, but it depends on cheap labor from a lot of these, well, people here illegally, migrants. A failing New York Times investigation found Ben and Jerry's was among the corporate brands benefiting from child labor. Yeah, well. Eight year olds in Africa. So now that I guess we didn't see the
5: fine print on their Black Lives Matter flag. It was Black Lives Matter for our cheap
4: labor needs.
2: Well, yeah, That's fine print. Is.
4: Yeah. It's just one of those things. Apparently, um, Cheryl Pinto, um, with the company, its head of values led sourcing, stated that if migrant children needed to work full time, it was preferable for them to have jobs at a well monitored workplace like ours. (laughs) They're going to work anyway. (laughs) Might as well work for
5: us. (laughs) I I let my kids drink as long as they don't go anywhere.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather them do it here.
4: So, you know, this one sentence to me kind of wraps it. Behind all the buzzwords about equity and climate justice are the children working so that Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield can get even richer while distracting us from virtue signaling. Yeah. Woo! This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.
3: Are you ready?
0: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did
3: we just become best friends. Yep.
0: Making sense of it all.
3: Oh, I
0: get it. And having some fun. Lighten up Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp and Robin Show.
4: The Marcelynn Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
5: News update, David Van Camp. Well, we got some bipartisanship in Washington D.C. Here, okay. the House of Representatives, both Republicans and uh, fifty-nine Democrats, voted to rein in some of the president's discretionary spending. Ooh. So, what this? Uh, basically, they uh, they voted to. Uh, Force the White House to assess the inflationary effect of any executive order before they are issued. Anything over a billion dollars. Hey, we got to look at this, see how this might impact inflation, and uh, we got to think twice before moving forward. This probably will die in the Senate, but it's interesting to see at least some Democrats uh, being able to read the writing on the wall that Americans have had it with inflation.
4: That is good. Yeah. Okay. I could play the game of David Van Camp and say nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that's still good news, right? Yeah. No, I I
5: still think nothing's going to happen. We'll see what the Senate does with something like this. But anyway.
4: Yeah. Well, and again, man, uh, as far as Ukraine goes, just name your price. Whatever it takes. That's what we keep saying. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the strategy is in that.
5: You know, I I heard an interesting conversation yesterday about this, uh, about the aid to Ukraine. And it comes down to this. It's a guy who's retired military now uh, who said, it's time to bleep or get off the pot. Which basically means tell Ukraine, we're going to give you the supplies you need up front right now, let's go. And let them wrap this up as quickly as possible or enable them to wrap this up as quickly as possible, or don't do it at all. I mean, because right now, the way that it's kind of just, you know, a few hundred billion here or a few billion here or a few billion there. You know, this piecemeal plan doesn't actually result in an immediate positive effect on the battlefield.
4: I hate where my brain goes on this now, man.
2: Yeah.
4: What do you mean, yeah? Do you know?
2: I, well, I might have a... Go ahead.
4: Okay, it goes like this. Well, from a... Winning sort of strategy. Mm -hmm. I've heard other military people say the same thing. Okay, and this has gone on for 20 years where You've heard different leaders in military say you've got to let these people go win the war Yeah, and give them the tools to do it and they'll do it right But if you just do a little at a time it keeps the money
2: coming in right To the military complex Did we learn nothing from Vietnam? Do we learn nothing from the East. Well, no. The thing
5: is that people in power learned everything they needed to know, which is that they can make a ton of money just by stretching
2: Perpetuate these things out. these things out with no declaration, no way, no way to win.
4: Bratheon wins. Yeah.
2: Golly. Well, that,
5: and that's the thing. Like, when you look at the strategy under the Trump administration with Ukraine, which was providing weapons systems as a deterrent to say, mm-hmm. okay, look, and it's there's a twofold effect there one is you're telling Russia hey we got these people's back so don't try anything funny and then it also gives people up front what they might need to uh, push back against any offensive that happens so that's it you know again it's it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, I don't know the analogy of buying cheap shoes right you can either buy a $20 pair of shoes several times a year or buy one $100 pair of shoes like once for a year So, you know, in the end, you wind up saving by spending more on something high quality up front.
4: Yeah. It reminds me of Trump when he talked about the military-industrial complex. And that was like three years into his presidency. You're like, whoa, man. I couldn't believe he fired off on that the way he did. But I think that he was on to that. Like, wait a second. What is the
2: strategy here? Exactly. I mean there's no clear end game on any of this. That's what's frustrating. It's just okay. Endless. All right. Other stuff out there. Um
4: well golly, man. I was reminded of this as the director of the FBI comes out and says, Yeah, well yeah, we are pretty sure that COVID nineteen started with a lab leak in Wuhan. Just like the Department of Energy has said that. And numerous other countries have come to the same conclusion. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Most of Europe was saying the same thing. And I was actually surprised that on the Today Show, they showed a clip of Fauci from November. (laughs) Not of 2021, this past November. And still clinging. The evidence strongly points to this being a natural occurrence of a jumping of a virus from a bat to an animal species to human. He never stopped lying. He knows better. That's unreal. I know nothing's probably going to happen, but I hope he has to answer questions at some point in time that he's drug out there in front of Congress. You had another update on something else, too? Oh, yeah. This is crazy, and this affects the
5: automobile industry here. Okay. Ford apparently has filed a patent, which just got published. I think it was submitted in 2021, but it just got published. That would allow your car to be remotely locked if you missed too many payments. so So they want to patent this way uh to help repossess automobiles for people who have not kept up with their payments uh this was first reported by the drive um it shows that ford is interested in building a system that would allow a car to lock out its driver and even repossess itself if the driver doesn't keep up with payments So uh, they say uh, it's imagining the system as a solution to the issue of owners being behind on payments and being uncooperative and attempting to impede repossession. So part of this, it's the repossession system computer that can facilitate this process, which starts out with just some minor annoyances. Let's say you're a couple months behind on your car payment. So maybe the air conditioning goes and then maybe the radio goes. Oh man. <laughs> And then uh it would uh, uh oh yeah cruise control goes away, GPS goes away. Uh the computer could also prompt the car to start em- emitting an incessant and unpleasant sound whenever the driver is there. <laughs> <laughs> And if the owner still doesn't act on the missing payments, then the computer will raise the stakes. The car may lock its owner out with some caveats. In one example scenario, the patent application said the computer might prompt a lockout during the weekends so as to not affect the owner's ability to go to work. Wow! Uh, But then the car might define a geofence around the driver's home, and then the person would only be able to use the car within those parameters. And so in some cases the owner's driving could be further limited to certain days or even certain times of day like hey we know this guy goes to work right. during these hours so you can still go to work but you're not going to the beach this weekend you got to save that money brother
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> you're
5: not going to stop off for a couple of pops after work you? No no you're not not no. at all and then with the autonomous driving capabilities, again, they are hoping that, that it could drive itself to the impound lot.
4: This is fascinating. Yeah. Wow, It really man. is. And there's part of me going, okay, this falls into the wrong hands and somebody's jacking up with your car, man. Dude, yeah. And it takes it over as you're in the car. That would be the fear for there's a lot of people. There's enormous
2: pushback right now. The uh, organized uh, guys who pull cars for a living are gathering yeah. themselves and saying, hey. It's going to kill our business. Yeah. Repo well, men unite. I don't know, man. Is there some
4: sort of incentive you could put that if I keep up on my payments, then right. I'll buy that kind of car? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That you know, There will be people saying, well, I'm not buying that car then. It's like, well, I guess you didn't want to make your payments. <laughs> <laughs> you're that's just trying right.
5: to protect yourself. That's, that's going to be required whenever you're at the dealership now. Are you interested in this car that could repossess itself? no. Okay, put that on his credit report.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really interesting.
2: I Maybe saw this story. Maybe like, like a glorious odor if you make your payments on time. <laughs> Some sort of incentive? Yeah. Well, and
4: <laughs> Heated wait, why should you start. incentivize something that you're supposed to do? Right. Well, you got to do know? that these days. Yeah. So there's been this video that's gone viral, and it's in El Salvador. And what it shows is gang members rounded up and sent to a large prison. And people are saying, this is awful. We're talking about human rights here. This, this is humiliating for these people. It, it has them, uh, how do you describe this? They're very close together, and then they all have to get down on their knees. And they're all in just white shorts. That's it. But El Salvador has said, we've got to do something about the gang violence here. MS-13, massive problem. And since the president, the current president, has taken over, and I don't know if you've seen him interviewed before on Vox, he's very no-nonsense when it comes to crime. I'm not saying, oh, man, they've cleaned up all the corruption there. I have no idea. But they do have a handle on crime. They've had a, what, 57% decrease in the murder rate just last year. Part of that's because all those murderers are now in the United States, thanks to Joe Biden. That could be, too. But yeah, they had all these guys with shaved heads, no clothes, um, and being packed into buses by these heavily armed prison guards. And then they were transported in buses to a newly constructed Supermax prison. And no apologies there. Saying, "No. This is what the citizens of this country wanted. Clean up the crime. I'm not worried about humiliating a prisoner. You're going to jail. You did horrendous things. Yeah. That's That's what's going to happen, and this is a good message for people. I don't know that I disagree. You want to crack down on the crime in the United States, what has worked in the past?
5: You take the bad guys off the streets. Yes, you do.
2: You know who they are. Yes. You know where they are, for the most part. Time to move on it. And then,
4: you know what's crazy to me? You know, one of the first things people will yell, well, that's racist. Actually, by you saying that's racist yeah. is more racist
2: than putting criminals in jail. I agree. Well, yeah, because you're assuming all all criminals are black. Correct. But our country is ripping the murderers out of the arms of El Salvador.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, and what is the deal, David? You got a story about this is a drag queen in a school? Oh, yeah.
5: I don't know if we have time to lay this whole thing okay, out, Okay, we can it lay this crazy. out. It
4: is crazy. How in the world is a drag queen at a school and teaching what is this a teacher or you'll set it up why should i ask questions right now when you just said you're going to set it up we'll get to that and much more coming up right here Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, th- this is just
5: crazy. And, you know, the insanity doesn't just happen here in the United States. It is all over the world, or at least all over the Western world, where people have become so comfortable they just start making things up to try to justify their own existence. I'm talking about the drag queen story hour stuff. Okay. So this is a school in the U.K., Uh, the Isle of Man government has now suspended uh, sex education at schools after a drag queen forced a student to leave class for refuting the concept of 73 genders. So as the story goes, this is at Queen Elizabeth II High School. Uh, There was a a drag queen who went in there to do sex education. Because that makes sense. Let's get a guy who likes dressing up as women to talk to kids about sex. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so they were, the, the drag queen told the kids that there are 73 genders. Now, again, this isn't just high school as we think of it here in the United States, teenagers. You're talking about kids as young as 11. Oh, my God. Now, one student responded, there are only two genders. The drag queen said, You've upset me. Get out of my class. Kicks the kid out of the class. So parents are like, Hey, what the heck? They dig into this a little bit more. And they find out that the drag queen was also explaining to them how to perform, well,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: backdoor shenanigans. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah. Somebody's going to get shot. (laughs) They are, dude. This is going to go too far. Somebody's going to get rubbed the wrong way.
2: going to go too far.
4: It it already has, but somebody's going to snap, dude. This oh. is insane.
5: Students were also reportedly shown how skin grafts could be used to create an artific- artificial
2: mispricknish. Oh. Winky. Winky.
5: Somehow that's more offensive <laughs> than the actual term.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Sorry.
5: <clears throat> again, man, if, if, if drag shows are your thing, they're your thing. Whatever. You Go do what it. you want to do if you're an adult. Agree. Stay the hell away from kids. They won't do it. What is wrong with you?
4: They won't do it, man. It's about indoctrination.
2: <laughs> what else is that about? Uh, I don't I don't know. I've asked the question a million times. When did this become a thing?
4: I guess it's like this slow creep, and then all of a sudden, it's everywhere it's before everywhere. you know it.
5: Well, and you you're, you're rarely hear about this. And I remember you and I, Jamie, talked about this maybe 2015, 2016, when some of this was really reaching a critical mass or starting to spread there was the drag queen story hour stuff and it was happening in a handful of schools and we were like this is absolutely insane and then you start finding out that a lot of the people organizing this stuff were getting arrested for possession of child pornography yeah so i'm not saying diddlers yeah i i'm not saying that every drag queen is a diddler i'm not saying that i'm just
4: saying a lot of diddlers happen to be drag queens Well, and I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he made the point. I know we've made the point on the show. You don't do this with, say, strippers. (laughs) You don't have strippers come in and, you know, talk to the kids about A, B, and C. Why is it drag queens? Because it's about a certain indoctrination.
2: Yeah. I mean, strippers are just trying to get through college. (laughs) (laughs) They're medical students.
4: Well, dude... You had the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, today talking about federal prisons, letting men go to women's prisons.
3: He wouldn't really answer the question. Are you concerned that if a biological male is sent to a female prison, that could be a risk to female prisoners? I think every uh, uh, person in prison has to be dealt with, uh, with dignity and respect. Uh, that determination... Okay,
4: so for the women prisoners, dignity and respect, no dudes there. I'm talking about real dudes, not your definition of a yeah. dude,
3: Merrick. Uh, that determinations of the safety questions you're talking about have to be made on an individualized basis, and uh, not categorically. No,
4: dude. Right now, in our country, I guess the world, all of a sudden, sanity has to be of utmost utmost importance. Right. Let's start with sanity. Yeah. You hear stories like this, you're like, where the. I know. I know. Where did this come from? It's absolutely insane. (sighs) Breathe in. I know. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day,
5: David? Uh, Biggest story of the day, I think, uh, it it involves, excuse me, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, testifying in front of the Senate. And He was asked today about why the DOJ doesn't prosecute many of these attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers. Oh, while, you know, he's sending SWAT after, I uh, what, the preachers who got into a altercation outside of an abortion clinic?
4: Yeah, for praying outside, stuff yeah. like that? Right. Mm. Well, that's a great question. Looking forward to getting that. And then you got your big three of the day. Big three. You know, and we are in a time where, I mean, you go back 10 years, yeah, they're going to let uh, biological men in women's prisons. No, they're not. And here we are. Yeah. Alright, it's all coming up right here. You got to have fun, huh? Yeah, you do. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It's going to be all right. We're going to get through this. Uh, okay. It's about gratitude. I'm going to go back to gratitude. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Yes, go. sir. But you got to call out what's going on in the world. It's all we're trying to do. Yes.
5: You have a news update, David. Yeah, I do. So, Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, uh, testifying on Capitol Hill today and was asked about the Justice Department's relentless. Attacks on pro-life activists, including just Catholic organizations. Mm-hmm. Remember, they had to walk back in effort to go after people who go to what traditional Latin mass. Yes, <laughs> as as right-wing extremists and all this stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, and meanwhile, you got left-wing extremists who are uh, firebombing pregnancy resource centers, pro-life pregnancy centers, mm-hmm. and there have been what two arrests. Out of dozens of cases, yes. So uh, Senator Mike Lee wanted to know, what are you doing about this, and why is it that you're spending so much time going after trumped up charges in the case of uh, uh, of, a, of a pastor who got into a shoving match with a with a, what's a volunteer outside of an abortion clinic mm-hmm. after the volunteer gotten the ki- gotten the guy's twelve year old son's face. Yes. Going after him, but not really seeming to have a sense of urgency when it comes to going after the people who are committing literal acts of terrorism in this country.
3: Here's Merrick Garland. Those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark. We have put full resources on this. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked.
5: <laughs> They're doing it at night. That's why we haven't gone after them. <laughs> okay, Corey, this, this is not the first time that he said it's not terrorism if it's happening at night. Yeah, when he was talking about Portland. Like, what is it? Is this guy like not able to drive at night anymore because he's got some sort of degeneration happening in his eyes?
4: It was dark. It was was at night. All right. Try not to drive at night. You went on. Uh,
3: We have uh, 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 put uh, um, uh, rewards out for this. Um, The Justice Department and the FBI have made uh, outreach to Catholic um, and other uh, uh, organizations Uh, uh, um, to ask for their help (laughs) in identifying the people who are doing this. Um, We will prosecute every case against a pregnancy resource center that we can make. Uh, But um, uh, these people who are doing this are clever and are doing it in secret. Oh, okay. Time um,
4: out. I'm sorry. They're clever, and they're they're doing it in secret. So does every
2: other person who firebombs a building.
4: And it's at night, and it's dark, and that makes it hard for us. (laughs) We're supposed to be the best of the best Jag. (laughs) Do we need
5: to have, like, a fundraiser, a bake sale maybe for
4: flashlights or something? Yes. Yes. And we've offered well, rewards to well, who? Obviously, well, our people aren't that good. They can't figure it out. Rewards, anything. It's dark out.
5: Well, there there was a story uh, a Golly, few weeks ago. You got a floodlight? A few weeks ago or a few months ago, I think, I, I remember seeing a story of somebody who was managing one of these places that got attacked, and they actually had a photo of the person. They knew who the person was, and no one had... Been arrested Gosh. so i don't know maybe well his night vision filter just doesn't really help in the course of the investigation they're very clever like that
3: <laughs> was there more to that yeah and, was that it
7: yeah okay and, go ahead.
3: Um, I, i'm convinced that the fbi is uh, uh trying to uh find them uh, with urgency
4: yeah as i've said before man <laughs> that guy has a hard enough time reading off his script you ask him a question he knows he's lying his butt off, and that's why he gets that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I mean, Jeez. It's so funny.
5: It's it's hard to do because they're clever and they do things at night.
2: At night, yeah.
5: Isn't that like 90% of You're the of attorney criminals? general,
2: dude. <laughs> that is
4: 90% of the Of course yes. it is. <laughs> now they're going to do it at noon. If you could cooperate and do it during the day, it would make it a lot easier for us. Got I've got early onset night blindness. <laughs> Gosh dang man! Him and Mayorkas man. Wow, drives me crazy. Okay, Ron, are yeah. you ready for your? Yeah, three? let's go. Okay, that's that's probably enough of. Mary Carlin. All right,
0: roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley, Van Camp and Robbins show. Every day at
4: this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, helped by his hero, I'm Casey Casey Casey. I think he's ready to go. Yep. Yes. Okay. Casey. Three.
5: Number three, PBS. Doesn't like toxic capitalism and Monopoly.
2: I mean, we are in an era right now of perpetual grievance. Victims everywhere. Yes. Now we've got the public broadcast service. Their series is called American Experience. Maybe you've heard of that. They are now looking into the dark and nefarious origins behind Monopoly. (laughs) I can't make this up. Okay. Not even our widely, widely beloved board games are immune to this. So here is just some of what's being said in this series. There's a dark side to Monopoly. It's not all rainbows and unicorns. It's a cutthroat game. I only win when you lose. That's a bad message. That's but like I, in every game, though. I know. Um, These are the people that it gives right. out trophies like yeah. Pez. Oxford University economist Kate Raworth. The dynamics written in the rules of the game were never intended to be the rules. It should come with a health warning like a packet of cigarettes. You are playing a twisted version of a game. Who said uh, that again? I, uh, this was someone from Oxford University, an economist there. Oh, they don't, part they of don't the, live in the real world. Part of okay. the, the in panel. their
4: fantasy land, maybe. Not in the real world, dude.
2: It's a zero-sum game. And so the kind of rhetoric there can only have one victor. And I think that's an interesting metaphor of the way our capitalist system works in the United States.
4: It's a game.
2: (laughs) Something that children play, you learn as a child to play, and that's it.
4: Oh, my goodness, man.
2: Saying that there can only be one victor and how that reflects our capitalist system is an abject delusion. Think of the products in our marketplace. Now consider how many companies are operating the procedure of the same product. Yes.
4: Okay. There's also
2: a a race element involved in it. Wait a second. All right.
4: The zero-something. Okay. (laughs) Like a lot of things, you have to put out a better product. Okay? Right. And if you do, and you can get the marketing behind it... You'll do fine. That doesn't mean that some other company's not going to put out a similar product. Maybe they market it different, and they make money, too, and you're on top of them. But that doesn't mean everyone should make absolutely the same. Some people put more into it. Some people are smarter. That's life. And some people get lucky. and They do. And also,
5: Monopoly is a board game.
4: It is. (laughs)
2: Let's (laughs) never lose sight of that, David. Let's never lose sight of that. It's
5: not not supposed to be an accurate reflection of the complexities of economic theory under capitalism.
2: What is it with these people? They want to suck the fun out of everything.
5: Everything. Because because they, I mean, honestly. Miserable,
2: miserable people.
5: They're miserable people whose last meaningful conversation was with the fern in their house.
4: Golly. I know we probably spent enough time on this, but here's the other thing that enters my mind. You would think with these people that they would love Monopoly because everyone starts from the same place. Right. the problem with society, some people get a hit start, and you're starting from way behind. (laughs) It's
2: true. This is the same. Monopoly is equity. (laughs) Well, everybody knows that die is racist. If you have that
4: amount of time to spend at your job, obsessing over monopoly, you know you're not in the real world. I needed a four and rolled a
2: five. Obviously racist. Uh, Now, on uh, with the countdown.
4: uh, Okay, the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day. Two. Meanwhile, speaking
5: of money, New York City is spending $100 million putting migrants in hotels. Yeah, the uh,
2: public... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The public hospital system will now spend more than $90 million to house migrants at hotels in the Big Apple. New York City Health and Hospitals Corporation, which operates public hospitals and clinics in the city tasked with overseeing housing for the influx of illegal immigrants. The group's CEO has approved spending millions on four hotels to house the migrants in Manhattan. $40 million of it was approved at a four-star hotel in near Times Square. Another $28 million for another four-star Stewart Hotel near Madison Square Garden. $20 million to another hotel near the Empire State Building. The city reportedly uh, this month has done all of this. All in the cost for the housing the migrants this spring will sit at $93.8 million in some of the finest hotels New York City has to offer.
4: And so many of the big money people in New York are moving out of there. Well, again, let me go the back money to money is drying up. It's like California, New York. Holy
2: smokes, man. I took my daughter when she was young to New York City. We went to, she went to go to Broadway. We went to Broadway to two shows, right? Yeah. Let's say I planned this like eight months ahead of time save my money, get my hotel. I go there, and they're like migrants living in the lobby now. Yeah. A- and I'm going, what is going on here?
4: And they'd say, what's wrong with you, racist? Exactly. Yeah. That's the game.
7: Now, on with the countdown.
4: Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three. One.
5: Number one, uh, Jennifer Rubin, a former <laughs> conservative writer. But she's, a, she's an idiot. Uh, Washington Post columnist uh, doesn't like Ron DeSantis' shoes. She's been
2: described now as politically homeless grifter. Would you agree with that?
5: No, I think someone okay. who desperately needs therapy. She does. And I don't know, to go back to school and learn how to read.
2: I don't some of these people write these things and they get printed and I'm like, what were you thinking?
4: I don't even know if she's still with
5: the
2: Washington the Post. Washington po- yeah, yeah, this is from the Washington okay. Post. Opinion by Jennifer Rubin. Imagine if Ron DeSantis did to America what he's done to Florida. Okay! Okay. Okay. That was not the intent, but okay. She went on to explain, of course, he's a racist and, you know... Okay, based the, on what? Based on the don't say gay, based on all the other nonsense about him banning books and all this that went on.
4: Oh, the critical race theory stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah.
2: But really, there's no better endorsement than that. If you isolate that line alone, which is the headline... Yes. ...you elected new president. Yes. Yeah, we don't want to be like Florida. <sighs> Right. There you go. Okay.
4: Nice job. <laughs> there you have it.
2: Well done. Okay.
4: It's wild out there today. I want to
2: play Monopoly now. I, I want to I, dominate. I want to be the slumlord. It just takes too long, yeah, man. it does. Okay. Got to get to another news
4: update, and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins news update you know it's david van camp well you know starting
5: this month now uh people on food stamps are about to start losing some of these benefits that were uh expanded during the pandemic okay and they're saying it's about uh 90 bucks a month less on average mm-hmm. okay. and then larger families are going to lose out on about 250 dollars per month now, this is being presented as sort of a uh, like a sob story and all of this because, obviously, the price of groceries has gone up. Except, I mean, Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, and Joe Biden say that they've been tackling inflation and it's working. Inflation's down. So why does it matter?
4: I just saw her say that yesterday. Yeah. My plan is working. I, I do think
5: there is a positive on this, and I know there are going to be lefties crying about why, blah, blah. This may help a lot with the job openings better out there?
4: I was thinking that too.
5: Because, again, not everybody who is on this SNAP program is out there busting it 24-7 just trying to get ahead, okay? Let's be honest with this.
4: Dude, um, I don't know how much this stat correlates. There's, what, 7 million able-bodied dudes not yeah. working. Yeah. How is that? I well,
5: yeah, don't have to. I, I bring this up because this will probably be something that Uh, becomes the new thing the Biden White House is going to be obsessed with. Trying to reinstate those things. And again, it's the cautionary tale about any sort of public assistance, especially from the federal government. It is really hard to roll things
4: back. See it all the time. Mm -hmm. They see it with charities too. Yep, The same sort of thing. Because people become dependent. Sort of just forget that this is only a temporary thing for a little while. Then you take it away, and then, uh, oh, I mean, that's just part of life. Man, it does seem like there have been a number of different things that have come up today to just show you. Things are nuts, like sideways in so many different ways all at one time. But the good news is more people are finding out what's going on. Yeah. I'm sticking to that. There you, you go. Ready for Nimrods? I hope you're right. Yep. Oh,
0: yeah. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All oh, right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and
4: Robbins show.
2: I love the poorly educated.
4: All right. Nimrods in the news. A couple of geniuses in Ohio got busted. Sold about $500 worth of merchandise at a giant Eagle supermarket. Mm. Now the dude could have got away with it but his getaway driver decided, you know what, it's going to take him a little while in there. There There's a car wash right next door.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) Just a couple of dopes. Okay. It's a nice day. Car's been needing a bath for a while.
4: Golly. So he goes over the car wash. Well, the dude doing the stealing pushes the cart out of the store full of stuff it's like, where, where is he? Oh, he's at the car wash. So he's pushing that cart all the way to the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were basically trapped in the line between two
7: other cars.
4: <laughs> Good move. The store had called the cops, so they got the guys while they were still at the car wash. It's hilarious. It's not surprising, one had an outstanding warrant. Yeah. And then, story just outside of New Orleans... In Slidell, Louisiana, cops pulled over an ice cream truck. Name on the side said Tammy's Ice Cream and Sweet Treats. Mm. 42-year-old owner, Tamisha Morin, behind the wheel, pulled her over because the truck had expired tags. No brake lights. Like, hey. Yeah, get well. But boy, oh boy, they found some other stuff in the old truck. Mm. Not just sweet treats. Also some drugs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They searched the freezer. They found, well, melted ice cream and a bunch of meth. They said, now, the good news... <laughs> She was not selling it to the kids, just adults. Oh, okay. Yeah, Can I see your ID for this meth? So is
2: the meth like ground up and then sprinkles on top of it?
4: (laughs) Not that I know of in the story. But facing charges for possession of narcotics, yes, she had an outstanding warrant as well. And that's Nimrod's in the news.